Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Tasty Tidbits Podcast. Get ready to receive rich, well-seasoned, and tasteful tidbits to transform your life. Each week, Dr. Tiffany comes to you with inspirational encouragement and thought-provoking interviews to help you revolutionize your walk with God. Are you hungry for more of His presence? Then get ready. And now, your host, pastor, author, and motivational speaker, Dr. Tiffany Watkins. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Tasty Tidbits. I am your host, Dr. Tiffany Watkins. I am so excited to have you again today on another exciting episode, and I'm truly excited for my guest that I have with me today. His name is Jonathan Drayton, and he's going to talk to us about some information that I believe that is really going to get you thinking um, and cause you to see different ways on how to look at the Word of God, how to study the Word of God, and how to understand the Word of God. So I'm going to share a little bit with you about who Jonathan is. Uh, During college, Jonathan majored in philosophy. He majored in history and political science. He loves Jesus. And that's, that's the key right there. He loves Jesus and unpacking the word of God through these perspectives. He has learned to evaluate how he can cause the word of God to maneuver through life. He says everything changed once he took the philosophy class along with continued reading of God's word because he was able to put what he learned into practice and I believe this is very important and so welcome to the podcast today Jonathan how are you today hey I'm doing well thank you so much for having me well I'm glad to have you here uh, on the podcast so just share a little bit more with the listeners about yourself yeah so I grew up in Brooklyn New York currently right now 28 years old and as you as you already stated, I graduated actually from the University of Albany and majored in three different topics for school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What you may not know is I was an athlete. So I was a student athlete, not just in high school, but also in college. I also have my own podcast as well. And I have a pretty good relationship with both my parents. And, you know, I just love talking about God's word with those who are saved and those who aren't. It's always intriguing to me to, you know, kind of listen to people and hear what their perspectives are. And sometimes it allows me to go back and look into some things and see how God's word responds to whether it's a lack of or a lack of understanding in certain areas. Okay, good. Now, let me just ask you a question right quick. Now, did I see somewhere where you were uh, trying to go into law or something at one time? Yeah, so that's still in the process right now. So still prepping for the LSAT. A lot more difficult than I expected. But, <laughs> you know, in time, I believe that's going to be something that I believe God is pointing me in direction. It seems like he's closing all other doors. So it's more likely that, that you know, the door that's open is that. So I think that God can use me in a mighty, you know, mighty way in that direction or that, you know, field where you can bring you know, God, godly wisdom, godly discernment, godly judgment into it. So if God is saying that that's something I need to do, I need to embark upon, then I got to listen. I got to be obedient. So I think that's where I'm headed in that direction. 
So, well, we're believing God with you and that he will give you the knowledge and the wisdom and he'll just bring everything back to your remembrance for you to be able to uh, pass the test and to be able to study to do what you need to do. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Yes. Yes. So, Jonathan, today uh, we know that we're going to talk about personal transformation, transformation through the word of God. But I want to start off by asking to describe for the listeners what a Christian philosophy is, because you don't hear those two terms together. Even when I went to college at one time, I'm like philosophy, I, you know, I don't know about taking philosophy, but it was mandated that we had to take a philosophy class. And sometimes you don't see the two together. So explain a little bit to the listeners um, your uh, intake on what a Christian philosophy is. Now, before I do, is it okay if we pray first? I always love to do that. Yes. Uh So let's, Heavenly Father, Lord, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for this opportunity that you've given me to come on someone else's platform to share your word, Lord. You said anytime two or three are gathered in your name, there you are, your presence, Lord. So I ask that you bless the listeners' eyes to see, the ears to hear, the hearts to receive, and their minds to understand what your word is all about, Lord. Lord, we know that through these platforms, we can bless you and also be an ambassador or representation of you. But more importantly, we also want people to know that it's not about the glory of us, but it's more about lifting you up, glorifying you. So, Lord, we thank you. We honor you. We give you all the glory and praise. And we pray that after this conversation, we get something out of it where we can apply or even refer back to or have a desire to search you out or to diligently seek you, Lord. Lord, we say these things in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Yeah, so when I look up, when I look at the term philosophy, so here's an interesting thing. There's a deep answer to this, so I might need a minute or two to explain it. So just like you, I was curious about that, right? Like, what is Christianity and philosophy, how they can coexist? But I realized that those two terms don't have to be mutually exclusive or diametrically opposed, right? You can have Christianity and you can have philosophy. And I think just like anything else, I believe you're a Christian first. And then if you're a studier or you're an expert in something, you're that second, right? So they can be Christian psychologists. They can be Christian politicians. They can be Christian athletes. Mm -hmm. The same way they can be Christian philosophers. Now, if you look up the definitional philosophy is it's a level of wisdom, right? Mm -hmm. And of course, for me, if I want to you know, make sense of what it is that I'm talking about, I would go to God's word. And right there, I believe it's the book of Proverbs, chapter 9, verse 10. It says, the fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom, right? Or you can see the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. So just on those bases alone, I know that if I'm seeking knowledge and God is my number one priority, I have to do it through the lens of God's word. Right. It also says in Isaiah, let us come reason together. So I believe without a doubt, God has given us the ability to reason. He's given us the ability to search knowledge, insight. But we know that knowledge puffs up, but love is that is that which was builds up. Right. Mm-hmm. So you can be a Christian and still have the desire for knowledge, but that knowledge is placing God first priority. Another thing in that that definition of fear, most people associate fear with being afraid of something or someone. Where the term fear, at least in that context, means reverence, which is a deep level of respect for someone or something. And in this case, the person that we have deep reverence for is God. Mm-hmm. So that's how you can coexist philosophy along with Christianity. And I believe God is quite philosophical throughout 
the Gospels, right? It's just mm -hmm. how close you're reading it, what you're seeing. And I'll give you a prime example. You go to the Gospel of John, I believe it's chapter 15. It says, I am the true vine. You are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So that's mm -hmm. quite philosophical because what Jesus is saying is that he is the true vine, right? The true knowledge, the insider, the one that operates through you, right? It's because of him, the righteousness that we now have. I can go to... Uh, I believe Second Corinthians chapter five, verse twenty one, where it says, "He says he knew, knew no sin became became sin for us, so that we may be the righteousness mm -hmm. of God." So if I'm going back again to the Gospel of John chapter fifteen, God's righteousness, the reason why we're able to do good works, the reason why we're able to praise and give God all the glory and honor and praise, is because we are attached to Him. Once mm -hmm. we are detached from Him, right? Is no longer as life that lives in us, but the true wisdom and knowledge that we seek that elevates him and that gives him all the glory is disconnected. And that's what most philosophers do. They're searching and seeking knowledge, but they're trying to obtain that information apart from God. And if we're being true to ourselves, the reason why we're able to breathe is because God breathed the breath of life. And along with that, discovering what our purpose is in life and who we're going to be, we have to be as close in relationship to God. That's why in the book of James says that if we draw near to God, God draws near mm -hmm. to us. Mm -hmm. So that's the reason. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it's okay to have a good um, questioning and wanting to be able to know about the things of life because God is the creator of the heavens and the earth. He created everything in the earth. He created everything that has is existed on the earth. And so we can't, and I think something you said earlier, we can't have that fear you know, and we should be able to not be afraid to open up our minds to be able to understand as long as Christ is the head, as long as the Christ is the direction um, in which we seek our knowledge and our understanding. So that is a great point um, to bring out today. And that's why it is important to read the word of God, study the word of God and not just get it in our head knowledge, but also to get it in our spirit and get it inside of us so that it transforms us. And so today that's what we're talking about, you know, personal transformation through the word of God. In, in order to receive that transformation, like we talked about, it has to be from the Bible. And we have to believe that that word has the power to transform us from the inside. And that to know that we can greatly benefit from everything the word of God says uh, in our lives as we begin to decree and declare it over our lives. So can you tell us a few ways in which the Bible does so as far as transforming us? Yeah, so if you go to Romans chapter 15, verse 4, it says, whatever was written in formal days was written for our instruction and our learning, right? Mm -hmm. And through the endurance, through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. So one of the reasons why God's word is provided for us is because it's there to encourage us, to motivate us, to instruct us, to show us that what was written in those formal days is exactly what it says it is for our learning, for our understanding. And that's what God's word is there in the first place for, right? So all those things that are transferring over from then, it's sort of like you're being a fly on the wall when you get to be partakers of what was happening during then and then. Okay. Yeah, so the way that God's word transforms us, the first thing we have to do is have to understand why it was written for the first place, right? So one of the texts that I go to or that I'm familiarized with is Romans 15, 4. And it says, whoever was written in the former days was written for our instruction and learning through the endurance 
and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. And I think mm -hmm. just understanding the basic that God's word was put into put into place for us to understand how to operate through it. And that's the reason why God's word is here. It's for our instruction. It's for our learning. It's for our ability to read it, learn from people of the past, right? And mm -hmm. also we go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11. It's the same thing that these things happen to them as an example, as a warning to us that they were written for our instruction and equip us, right? Upon mm -hmm. ends of the ages and what's to come. So just learning what God's word is there. I remember when I got started reading God's word, I had questions as to, what will God's word do for me? And how is it going to elevate me? How is it going to change my perspective on life? And I realized not, that it not only changes my perspective, at least in the sense of learning from the past, but it also equips me to better understand and associate conversation with people, right? Mm -hmm. So there's another scripture that I think about or I go to, and that's Colossians 4, 6, where it says, let your, speak, let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. And I looked at that text and I remember reading it and then it came to me as to what James says, right? Be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry because anger does not produce the righteousness that God our Father desires. So just through looking at these scriptures in itself and understanding the meaning and also the context of it allows me to see that God's word can be applied in every scenario, every situation, every encounter that I go through, even in tests and trials. That's why James Told us, consider it pure joy when you face trials and tribulations to know mm -hmm. that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance mm -hmm. finish his work so you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Anyone lacks anything, let them ask God who gives generously without finding fault. And you even get to Romans chapter 5, verse 3 through 5, where it says, Rejoice in our sufferings because through suffering, due to perseverance, character, mm -hmm. and hope. So these examples of just God's word allows me to look at the situation that I'm currently in, understand that there's a trials and tribulation that I have to face. There's a purpose behind it. And it's not just me and it's not just these characters, but it's also Jesus who said the same thing where he said, in this life, you will face tribulation. But be a good cheer for I've overcome the word, the world. Mm -hmm. So just looking at these scriptures, reading them allows me to see how I can take these verses, apply them to my everyday situation, and then I can have hope. I, ha mm -hmm. I can have a reason to rejoice. I can have a reason to know that God isn't going to leave me nor forsake me, but he's going to be there with me. And he's being there with me by speaking me, speaking to me through these words and me coming across them in these dire situations or experiences that I'm going through, that he's not alone and that his word stands the test of time. It was here before me. It's going to be here when I'm gone. So I have to not only place my faith in these words, but I have to allow them to speak to my situation and me. Mm hmm. And, you know, that is so important. And just listening to you talk, Jonathan, you can tell that the word is deep down on the inside of you. And that is very important. And when you say them, just by you just even simply talking right here, you can tell that you take those that those words seriously and that when you speak them, you believe that it's going to happen. And we know um, the Bible tells us that faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. And so the more we hear it, the more we study it. Like Joshua say, I meditate on the word day and night that I may observe to do all that is written therein. And so the more that we're meditating on the word, the more that we're feasting on the word, the more it becomes a part of who we are. And the more we begin to recognize that everything that God says in his word relates to us is for us. And we can take that and we can take it on for ourselves and walk in a new living in the way of Christ. And so for the listeners that are listening today, 
why is it so important for us to study the Bible? And just by just hearing this, I want to add, you know, how can you retain the word of God even more? Because I hear that coming out of you. So help the listeners with that. So one of the reasons why it's important that we read God's word is because there's a lot of different schools of thought out there, a lot of different ideologies mm -hmm, out there. Mm -hmm. And I think when it comes to processing and understanding God, it's through his word where he speaks to us, not through experiences where there are value in some experiences. Mm -hmm. But to me, it's like we know in part, we prophesize in part. right? Mm -hmm. But I think at the end, God and his word are one and the same. You can't separate the two. Right. That's right. why at first John, it says, if you deny the son, you don't have the father. But do you have the son? You have the father also. So there's an understanding that Jesus is not just the word but he's the word he brought the manna down from heaven mm -hmm. he's feeding us and providing us a way on how we ought to understand him that's why the gospels in itself whether it's the gospel of john matthew luke or mark these are situations in which we get to see god in action through jesus mm -hmm. christ mm -hmm. right so every word i believe is holy spirit inspired it's holy spirit breathed in and therefore, if I claim to have faith in Christ, I claim to have faith in God, there's also a responsibility that I have to be in response to what the gospel message is. It's not just a place. It's a, a way of acting, thinking, and operating. And, and that's what Jesus demonstrated for us through the gospels. So reading God's word and the importance of reading God's word is so important. It's because that's what we look to. We look mm -hmm. to a perfect example that we can, we can place our faith in, right? We understand in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15, that he lived just like we did, but he didn't sin. So that's mm -hmm. how we can place our faith in it. Even in the you know philosophical realm, when you're having conversations with people, they have this desire, this search for truth. Mm -hmm. And this truth I can find in Christ, not just because he told us in the Gospel of John, I believe it's chapter 14, verse 6. But that truth is usually revealed in something that we see based upon example. Right. Mm -hmm. And even when Jesus dealt with the Pharisees and Sadducees, he said, can anyone find me guilty of sin? And no one could. So just reading the story and realizing that if this is true and this is exactly if he is who he say he is, then I'm missing out on so much that I can be and who <laughs> I am if yes. I don't read God's word. Right. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. and so one of the things that I've done to help me process God's word and and for it to be within my spirit and for me to recite it, because we all know that in order for the Holy Spirit to speak through us, he has to have something for us to, for him <laughs> to remember. Us. Right, right. Can't just be out here talking. You need to put, make it a priority to make God's word a part of who you are. So then when you're faced with situations, the scripture is reminding, the spirit is reminding you how you ought to act in these situations or predicaments that you're in. That's why I love it. I believe it's in the book of James, chapter four, verse 17, when he says, if anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it's sinful. It's sin. mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Or I love it. I believe it's one of my favorite verses in Proverbs is chapter 12, verse one. It said, whoever loves discipline, loves knowledge, whoever mm -hmm. hates correction is stupid. Right. So we can't be arrogant. We can't remain proud. And that's why I love it. I believe it's in James four, six. And it's also Peter five, five, right. God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble so that in itself is what allows me to see that if i want to be a representative of christ right we can go back to Corinthians 520 where he says that we are representatives 
we are ambassadors for him. We have to make sure that we know who, you know, God's word. Hosea, same thing. When he says, my people are destroyed for lack of wisdom. Like that wisdom is God. Lack of knowledge. That's, that mm-hmm. wisdom, what I acknowledge is from God's word. Now, how I got to learning or receiving or understanding God's word in a much more deeper and profound way is there's numerous ways now in the technology era where we can process or we can hear God's word. There's audio Bibles, right? Mm-hmm. My first purchase is something called a Bible experience. And in this purchase, you have different well-known African, yes, yeah, African-American. Really yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and it brings the word to life. So mm-hmm. interesting enough, at one point, I was doing food delivery service. I worked for this company to go have a year. I've done DoorDash. I've done Uber Eats. And as I was doing it, I was listening to God's word. I was retaining mm-hmm. God's word. So not only was I reading it before bed or reading it before I woke up in the morning or taking a verse, one of my favorite verses and writing it down, I was processing it as I was working. Right. So to mm-hmm. me, that is what allowed God's word to come into me. And That's I was good. able to remember it. So mm-hmm. because, like I said, technology, area, there's also read the Bible in a year. There's so many different outlets that we are without excuse. But I think the better question or the better thing that we got to understand is the reason why people don't read God's word is because it's about holding you accountable. That's right. And I think <laughs> no one wants to be held accountable. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And you know what I'm saying? The more you know about God's word, the more you know how you ought to behave mm-hmm. and how you ought to act. And people are afraid of what's in their closet, right? What God's mm-hmm. going to judge them on. But mm-hmm. there's a passage, and I look this passage up specifically for those people who say, well, what if I don't read God's word? What if mm-hmm. I avoid God's word? Mm-hmm. And the reality is, you know, you're not getting away either, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> so this passage in Romans chapter two, and it's so long, so I didn't want to try to recite this more. I probably could, but I think it's better <laughs> if you hear it, right? It's Romans chapter 2, verse 12 through 16. It says, For all who have sinned without the law will also perish without regard to the law. And all who have sinned under the law will be judged and condemned by the law. For it is not those who merely hear the law, as it, it reads aloud, who are just or righteous, God before God, but it is those who actually obey the law who will be justified, pronounced free of the guilt of sin, declared acceptance to him. When Gentiles who do not know the law, since it was given only to Jews, do instinctively the things the law requires, guided by only their conscience, they are a law of themselves. Though they do not know the law, they show the essence requirements of the law written on their hearts and their consciences, their sense of right and wrong, their moral choices bear witness, and their thoughts alternately accustomed or perhaps defending them on that day when, as my gospel proclaims, God would judge the secrets, all the hidden thoughts and conceited sins of man through Jesus Christ. So whether or not you're a law for yourself, whether or not you're under the law, whether or not you're under grace and mercy, you're going to be judged for whatever decisions you make. And mm-hmm. I would say ignorance is not the best defense. And right. I've been through that. I was, <laughs> I gave you a perfect example. I was driving from home up to Albany and I didn't know about this law. They call it the move over law. So what happened was it seemed that a state trooper pulled somebody over. And you, when someone pulls you over, you have to shift a whole nother lane on the highway. I was unfamiliar about that. Law. <laughs> I kept driving that lane five miles down. State people chased me down. It was like, yeah, you disobeyed this law that came into to, in, into fruition. And I'm like, what is this law? And he's like, well, because state troopers and police are being killed 
on highways because they're pulling people over. You're supposed to shift over a whole other lane. And I said, well, I didn't know that. And I still got the summons, right? But the mm -hmm. beautiful thing about God is even though I was ignorant of that thing, I also learned, you know, in these small counties, these systems, their job is to get you in there and then double the price, right? Mm -hmm. what, what I mean mm -hmm. by that is they're going to drop the charge, but you're paying for the fee to be in court and then the fee for a parking violation, mm -hmm. probably 200 plus dollars. So what I did was I declined it and I thought I had a good case. And thanks God that I went back. State trooper never came. Charges were dropped. And I was good, but it was my ignorance of not knowing that it didn't it didn't avoid me not getting the summons and me having to go to court. Mm -hmm. So whether we choose to embrace God's word or not, we're going to be judged. And if you want to say that, oh, you're law for yourself, you're going to be judged for that, too. Mm -hmm. So and you ain't getting away from it. Mm -hmm. So it's best to get in the word of God, study the word of God and mm -hmm. allow him that word to transform you. We're not going to be perfect. Nobody's perfect. But Jesus Christ through us is made perfect. But the more we study the word, the more um, we get into that word and consume it and not make excuses. Well, the Bible's too hard to read the King James version. I can't read that. There are so many um, interpretations that you can go and begin to look at and just get it in. And like Jonathan was saying, you know, and one of the things I do, Jonathan, I have an app, um, the affirmations app, and you can go in oh. there and you can record scripture in there and you can put, you, nice. you basically I'll turn the scripture around to apply to my life and just, you know, read into it and you can see mm -hmm. it and you can play your voice back. Uh, quoting the scriptures to you because I had told the Lord and I was sharing with some people, Lord, I want to, you know, consume everything about you. I want to know more about who you are, not just the head knowledge, but I want it to be in my spirit so that I could become one with you. And the only way that we can do that is to consume our day with him. And so, like you said, while you were working, you were listening to it through the day while you were working, getting it in your spirit, you know, um, not watching tons of TV, nothing wrong with TV, but you, it, what is what matters and what you really desire. Nothing wrong with um, doing certain things. But when you're hungering for the Lord and you want to know more about him and you want to um, transform the world through Jesus Christ, then you're going to have to know about him and you're going to have to know about his word. And so one thing I want to say is I'm so proud of you, Jonathan. I don't even know you like that. But to be a young man. And at the age of 28, where you are and to know the word and to have the word of God in you, that is a truly a gift um, that God has placed upon your life. And that's one of the reasons why I desire to have you on the show today. And so I want to ask you. For those that say, well, I've prayed the word before and it didn't work. You know, I've, you know, I've quoted scriptures, you know, it seemed like it didn't work. It just wasn't relevant for my life. And um, I've tried the Bible thing and it just didn't work for me. What what would you say to them? Well, there's a verse in the book of Matthew, chapter seven, verse seven. And I love it in the NLT. Right. Speaking of certain translations, mm -hmm. it says, keep on asking, keep on seeking. Mm -hmm. Keep on knocking, which means it's not one of those things you try once and then it's over. Mm -hmm. No, you have to be in continuation. It's another passage, I believe, in Galatians, and it says, do not become weary in doing good. Because mm -hmm. if you like keep on if you keep on doing it, he said you will reap a harvest. Right. So mm -hmm. there's there's this understanding that, you know, we can't sit there and look at our circumstance and situation and be like, yeah, we try these different things and God's not answering. The thing is, you have to probably understand why isn't God answering? Maybe I'm in a period or a time where my faith is being tested, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Or maybe I'm in I'm a period in time in my life where things don't make sense. So maybe I'm misinterpreting 
how I'm reading a specific text or a situ situation and I'm not understanding what it is God wants me to understand. But to better understand who God is and how he communicates, that's why we read these passages, right? Because I believe there is a certain passage or a certain situation that you're going through that you can find some sort of correlation. But the problem is, the question is, do you know your God, right? Mm -hmm. When it's said and done, is God going to say, I know you? Mm -hmm. Or is he going to say, I never met you, depart from me, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. that's one of the things. And sometimes it's almost, you, you have to tell yourself, or you have to believe to some extent that, you know, one of the reasons that got me so deep into God's word is that you have to find an act or a reason, right? And one of those things is to know that we're not perfect, right? Mm -hmm. You know that Jesus, there was, a, there was an individual or an expert in the law who said, you know, good teacher, what must I do to enter the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus made it clear. He says, I, he said, he said, no one is good. Not even I, but it's father, it's God in heaven who is good. Right. So you have to re-examine yourself. Mm -hmm. You have to ask yourself if you know that you fall short, if you know that you're not perfect, if you know that you're, you're in a condition of sin, then you know that you need a savior. Mm -hmm. And to me, for you not to come to that realization of that reality, you, you're not, you're not, you're not operating in the reality of, of your situation or the predicament. That's why I love it in first John, I believe chapter one, verse five, where he tells us, he says, God is light in him mm -hmm. is no darkness at all. If we claim to, if we claim to be in fellowship with him and live in the darkness, we are not living in the truth. Right. But if we right. walk in the light as he is in the light, he has fellowship with us. Mm -hmm. Right. So mm -hmm. we have to understand what's our predicament when we question ourselves about what our predicament is. Mm -hmm. And then we have to come to the realization that if you're struggling, where else are you going to get this help or assistance? Right. We know that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And we know that Jesus set the example. But I'm trying to figure out where are you going to get this satisfaction of what your purpose in life is? Mm -hmm. And I feel like you have to continue to pursue God. And if you continue to pursue God in the correct time, and I believe God understands what you can handle, but he knows that he's given our, the greatest battles to, to those who not only believe in him, but trust that he will make a way or he will provide some sort of substance of what your purpose is. We know gifts are without, are without repentance. And we know that God is never going to leave us nor forsake us, right? In the Old Testament, he said he was fire by night, cloud by day. Mm -hmm. So we have to know that in time, God, there will be movement and clarity. And it all depends on your mindset, right? Mm -hmm. I can talk about Philippians 4.8, where it says, think about such things that are true, noble, right, pure, admirable, lovely, excellent, praiseworthy. Those are the things we have to meditate on. Mm -hmm. Even if things don't seem to you know, be where we want them to be, that doesn't mean that we should look at our situation or predicament. We also got to know in Hebrews eleven six, it said, "Without faith, it is impossible to please Him." Right? Mm -hmm. But that God, but that we must come to Him and diligently seek Him because He rewards those who do so. Mm -hmm. So we can't we can't look at the situation and circumstance, right, and allow that to be the point in which it discourages us. And finally, mm -hmm. I'll say this as well, right? We can't look, look at, he said, what is seen is temporary, mm -hmm. but what is unseen is eternal. So we, ha we have to understand that the situation that we're going through is only temporary. It's only going to last for a little while. And we have to trust that, at least in that testing, 
or that period of hardship, you're going to come out better than you were. And that's exactly what Jesus told Peter when when he said that the devil seeks to have you. Right. And that's mm -hmm. like when you read some of these things, you're like you're laughing. You're just like, what? Jesus says, don't worry, I'm going to pray for you. And you're just sitting there saying, that's that's a, that's some deep stuff, right? And I would talk to you about, you know, some of my first views of a verse and then my understanding of the verse in more depth over time. That means that I understood God's word in one way, but through maturity and through wisdom and through time, I then began to see what God was really saying in that verse mm -hmm. versus that, 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 that's happened to me. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Awesome. You know what, Jonathan, when did your hunger for the Lord increase or have you always had that hunger? So it increased when, once I finished college, I sat down and I said to myself, I spent all this time in this desire to get good grades for a score. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that the relationship that I had with my grades so that I can graduate needs to be with my desire and my love for God's word too. Right. Awesome. Because now once I leave this destination, I have to go to a new destination. Mm -hmm. And I under, and it, to me, reading God's word elevated my understanding for relationship with other people. Right. And that changed because so like for an example, right. If I go to, let's think about this. If I go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 through 8, right? It says, love is patient, love is kind, it's not envy, mm -hmm. it's not boast, it's not proud, does it dishonor others, it's not self-seeking, not easily angered, keeps no records of wrongs. It delights, it doesn't delight in evil, but it rejoices in the truth, it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. Love never fails. That understanding of love made me go to this discernment stage in life where I began to understand how I ought to love people, not mm -hmm. just myself, but people, how I ought to seek or pursue a mate, mm -hmm. right? how I ought to handle situations in a certain way. And I came out of that understanding that God's word is so powerful in that way, where you become much more conscious, right? That's why Romans says that the law was to make us conscious of our sin. Mm -hmm. right so mm -hmm. you begin to realize like yo human beings and and i laugh because i was just talking about this in bible study <laughs> when you read and i have a bible study that i do with my friend every monday when you read about who david is and you read about who Saul is we think about what david did right he sent the woman that he was sleeping with husband to the front to the right. front of the to get to get to die <laughs> to kill him, yeah right but then when you read Saul and God's like wipe everybody out and Saul's like well you know there's some good things here in the in the town why do we got to do that and then you learn that David is at the God's own heart but it's like yo those two situations is <laughs> very telling about these individuals so in one instance is God's love and desire to seek to know what really lies within the heart that's why he doesn't judge on mere appearances but he judges on the heart. So if you really think about that, we some really wicked, sick mm -hmm. individuals when circumstances arrive. And you have to question yourself and say, if you think you're good, you got something else coming, mm -hmm. right? Out of your heart flows the issues of life. There's mm -hmm. some stuff there that no one knows about, that only you know uh -huh. about, that God knows about, right? Uh -huh. So that's so maybe making me like read the scripture and be reflective made me want to know more about myself know more about what God wants for me and just change my whole perspective 
on, you know, reading God's word in that depth and coming to these conclusions that, man, the only difference between me and a sinner is that I have Christ, right? Mm -hmm. a, a person mm -hmm. that's of the world. Because, you know, the one thing I know about being a follower of Christ is that if I'm struggling, I'm saved because those <laughs> who aren't struggling, they aren't aware that they're operating in sin, right? And those mm -hmm. who do it, they deceive themselves that they don't believe that they're they're operating in sin. So uh -huh. it's it's that's really that's really what changed my perspective. And lastly, I say this: so there's a text uh, in the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter five, and it, it talks about this in verse thirteen and sixteen about salt of the earth and light of the world, and it made me realize that at least when I became a Christian, the first mistake that I made is I was trying to convert everybody. And I realized <laughs> yeah. that we're not, we're not called here. <laughs> right. right? We're not called here to convert. And mm -hmm. I was having this conversation with a friend of mine and I said, you ever come to the conclusion that we aren't called to convert, but we're called to be an alternative to society. Mm -hmm. He was like, well, why do you say that? I said, well, you look at salt, right? It really means prudence, which is godly wisdom, godly discernment, godly judgment. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to preserve. That's what salt does. It preserves meat, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. us in the world, we're here to preserve. But if you go to Thessalonians, I believe it's chapter 5. No, chapter 5, verse 5, that speaks more to us being children of the day and children of light and not of the night or the darkness. But in Thessalonians, it says live a quiet life, mm -hmm. right? Or we go to Peter and it's talking about, you know, always be prepared for give the reason for the hope that you have and do it gently and respectfully. And when you're dealing with people, you got to understand that you're you living your own quiet life and minding your own business and being honorable and seeking God. There are people watching. Mm -hmm. Right. And mm -hmm. as they watch and they see what you're doing, they come to the realization that they'll open the door. Where you can share the gospel. And to me, that destroys any misunderstanding about people feeling forced. Right. Mm -hmm. there's, there's, there's a passage where I remember Jesus is talking to his, the disciples and he says, should we should we call on fire from heaven? Because they weren't listening. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Right. And Jesus <laughs> is like, no, no, he rebukes them. He said, no, no, no. It's their choice. Right. To either embrace me or accept me. So it's those little <laughs> ads. So especially yeah, with those right? fire and brimstones. You're going to hell. Da, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm yeah. like, are you reading the scripture to understand that God wants us to come to him? That's why. Mm -hmm. When sin increases, grace increases all the more. So mm -hmm. that's that's something we have to understand as as followers of Christ, that we're here as alternatives. And mm -hmm. eventually, whether it's through miracles or through Christ's coming, if when Christ decides to come, because no, you know, no one knows the hour nor mm -hmm. the day, not even the angels in heaven, is when we will see, you know, when God is has made his decision. But we gotta continuously be faithful live out the Christian difference the way we're supposed to and affect people. And I'll say this too, one more thing, right? Our job also is that if, if we're surrounded around people that have these questions, I never thought of myself that I should remove myself in that situation. Nobody knows. Only God knows why he's placed you in those predicaments. Mm -hmm. And as long as you're alike, right? As long as God is operating through you, when you step into any predicament, any place, you're representing God, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. we shouldn't remove ourselves based upon how we see ourselves, but we got to know that if all things work together, you know, according to the Lord and according to his purpose, and we're supposed to be that, 
God might put you there for a specific reason so that they can find their way back to Christ. Mm -hmm. So when you start analyzing, you start thinking about these things, God is very masterful in his decision and his choices, and he knows beyond what we could ever think or imagine. And you got to trust in him that there's a purpose for your life and where you are and who you can impact. So That's so true. That's that's awesome. And it makes you take a step back and know that God knows everything. I yes. love you. You quoted my, one of my favorite scriptures, Romans 8 and 28. That's that's yeah. what I'm, <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's you mm -hmm. have to understand that all things work together, as he said, for the good mm -hmm. of them that love God and to those that are called according to his purpose. And so when yeah. you realize that God's hand is in it. And so we have to be encouraged with that. Well, mm -hmm. thank you so much, Jonathan. Mm -hmm. uh, for sharing with us today such yeah. good meat in the word just good meat mm -hmm. and just love to hear um, mm -hmm. the hunger of God um, mm -hmm. in your spirit and I encourage those that are listening even those that are um, listening today that you continue to know that what you are praying for what you have been studying the scriptures about you have to be like that widow and you have to continue to be consistent and persistent and know like Jonathan said earlier that those things will um, happen in God's seasons. You were talking about seasons earlier and I thought about Ecclesiastes. It talks about it. You know, if there's a season for every good thing under the sun, there's a season for every timing, there's a season. So you may be in a season of drought. You may be in a season of blessings, but you know, time and chance happens to us all. You, you just have to allow God to do the work uh, that he desires to do in you and allow that work to transform your life. That is the key. As Jonathan was saying earlier, keep him first in everything. And as you one more, first, yes, I was going to say one more thing. There's something else that came to me. I think that's important. And one of those questions or those things that's been brought up to me, I think it's important we we should touch bases on this. It's how do we experience God's love, right? Mm -hmm. That's usually a big question that a lot of us have. And there's a passage in First John that speaks about it so powerfully, and it connects to Matthew 25. And I just want to say this mm -hmm. in first john chapter 4 verse 7 through 12 and that was something actually that i was meditating on today and it says dear friends let us not love one another for love comes from god everyone who loves has been born of god and knows god whoever does not love does not know god as god is love this is how god showed his love among us he sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him this is love not that we love god but that he loved us sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. And this is a point right here that I wanted to point or mention. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also have to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God's love lives in us and his love is made complete in us. Mm -hmm. So I always get this question about, you know, how do you experience God's love? Well, again, you know, Jesus said that you would know, they would know you are my disciples based upon how you love one another. Mm -hmm. And Matthew 25 covers that, right? If you see mm -hmm. someone hungry, give them something to eat. Mm -hmm. Someone, you know, in jail, go visit them. Someone who's sick, go take care of them. Don't, there's a, there's a beautiful song Kurt Franklin said, and it's called Last Jesus. And it speaks to that. Don't look at a situation where you can be of help and pass on it and hope that someone else comes mm -hmm. to do that. Mm -hmm. Take the opportunity to do it yourself <laughs> because God could be using you to love someone. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it says the same thing in the book of Judges with Gideon. This is something I was looking at, too. Gideon was complaining about all these things that his people were needing. But God mm -hmm. said, am I not sending you? So we sort of forget that God sends humans to solve human problems. Mm -hmm. So we have to understand who we are in Christ. And the very problem that you may see, 
if it if you feel like God is leading you to do it, take accountability and use the opportunity to be a blessing to them because they, they might you might be the only Jesus that they will ever see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely, it came to me and I wanted to share that. Yes. That's a that's a difference maker and how we can love our friends and our brothers and sisters and our family members more. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel the spirit of the Lord right now, Jonathan, and I want you to pray for the listeners uh, right now. However, you feel the spirit of the Lord praying for those that may be listening, wanting to consume more of God's word, wanting them to know more about them or those that may have backslid in or kind of walked away from God. Just just pray for the listeners right now, please. Yeah, Heavenly Father, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I just want to yes, thank you Lord. so much for this opportunity that you've given us. Lord, you said anytime two or three are gathered, there you are in the midst. So, Lord, yes. I pray that if anyone is struggling or has concern or wants to know what their purpose is, that they seek you out first, right? Yes, it, Lord. You told us, Lord, that, you know, the kingdom of God is who we should search. And in searching the kingdom of God is where we will find what you want us to do. But more importantly, Lord, I just want to thank you for all the listeners who aren't just listening, but are either taking notes or wanting a desire to better know who you are. Lord, it's not about me. It's not about Tiffany. It's about you. So we pray that you get all the glory. Yes. The honor and the praise. We thank you because we know that you're Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end, creator of all things. But more importantly, Lord, I pray that we continue to add to our faith. For you told us not only should we be mutually encouraged by one another's faith, but that we should add to that faith goodness and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, to godliness mutual affection, to mutual affection love. Lord, I pray that people continue to understand that part of being a follower of Christ is putting on your arm of God, right? Whether it's the belt of truth buckled around your waist, the breastplate of righteousness in place, your feet fitted to bring the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to that, the shield of faith, which can extinguish the flame and arrows from the evil one, Lord. Take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, Lord. So I yes. pray that we have a thirst and a desire to get to know you. Yes. And doing that, you can do, you know, anything abundantly beyond whatever we think or imagine. And with that, Lord, we leave it in your hands. I pray for the security and the protection of everyone who's listening. And I pray that as they continue to walk in life, they continue to get to know you more and be a representative of you. So, Lord, I say these things in confidence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 And listeners, I believe that you're getting a greater hunger for the word of God even now. And I encourage you to get whatever the support you need through the different interpretations, whether it's an app, you know, whether it's looking through, like Jonathan said earlier, the Bible experience. I challenge you to learn God all over again and go back to him, go back to your first love and just begin to try God again. He's never failed. Um, but sometimes we walk away. And so I just encourage you to walk back and experience God in a new way so that he can refresh in, um, you as you refresh in your relationship with him. And so thank you again for being a part, Jonathan. Would you let the listeners know how they could get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. So I have a Facebook group on Facebook and it's called I'm a Believer. There we have, you know, usually there's a verse every day, this communication, this group chat that you can, you know, embark upon. I have also a Instagram page. I'm not really on it, but the Instagram <laughs> page does give you access to where you can reach or see some of the things that I've talked about on my podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And the name of the the name of the 
Instagram page is called This Is No Spaces. It's all together. It's called The Truth of T M I S. It's again, it's The Truth of T M I S. And finally, to be more, to have more contact with me, I have a personal email. If you're looking for prayer, you're looking for conversation, dialogue, my email address is S as in Sam, P as in Peter, E as an elephant, E as an elevator, D as in dog, E as an elevator, D as in dog, 83 at gmail.com. And I usually get back within a day or less, right? Anything that you want to talk about, you want to pray about, you want to read about, you want more understanding about, um, free access. And I'm here to serve you whatever possible way to help give all the glory and honor to God. Our Savior, Jesus Christ. Yes, yes. And you make sure, you guys make sure that you contact him. And I'm sure you will be encouraged and that he will continue to be there. One thing that he said that I also recognize, he was saying that on Mondays he has Bible study with his friend. That is another way where uh, you could get on fire for the Lord. Find somebody that's on fire for the Lord as well to be able to encourage you. And you encourage each other in the word uh, together and then know that you're not alone in that. And one thing that I've been learning, and Jonathan, I can say this, is that the Lord has been surrounding me with um, young people um, your age and a little bit younger because I had told the Lord and I prayed and I said, Lord, you know, what about our younger generation? You know, um, I want them to be on fire for the Lord, you know, to continue to bring on. And it's like he's been bringing me around individuals as such as yourself and even some of my godchildren around the world that um, there are those that are on fire for the Lord. And so it just brings a refreshing just to have you on today and an encouragement to say that this next generation is on fire. It doesn't matter what the news says. It doesn't matter what the society says. There are children of God that are hungry and on fire for the Lord. So I continue to pray for you in my prayer time. I will keep you in my prayer time that the Lord continues to bless you and expand your ministry. Amen. Okay. Thank you so much. <laughs> and I meant to forgot to mention Truth of the Matters podcast is available on all mm-hmm. streaming pl- platforms, whether it's Apple, whether it's Spotify, Audible. It's it's pretty much available anywhere that there's podcasts. Yes, and we'll try. We'll 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 actually put that in the link as well, though, so that they can get, uh, go directly to you, so they can have that. Yeah, gotta have you on my show as well. You gotta, yes, I, gotta I can't do, yes. wait. Yes, yes, yes. gotta do that. Yes. Yes. So y'all please connect with Jonathan. Amen. He's just such a sweetheart in the spirit and I continue to pray for him. So listeners until next time. And until we meet again, God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to tasty tidbits with Dr. Tiffany Watkins. If you're enjoying the show, feel free to subscribe, rate, and share with your friends. To learn more about Dr. Tiffany, check out her blog on goodreads.com or visit her website at www.renewedfaithministriesinc.com. Until next time, stay blessed.